Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello and welcome to Being There Done That on Joy 94.9. We're a little bit of a history program and we'll be nattering on today about things that keep repeating themselves. We, but we, one of the songs we won't be having uh, won't be The Lass from Wales by the name of... Miss Bassey. Indeed, singing one of her favourite songs. History repeating itself. Exactly. <laughs> but you've also got the boys from New Zealand. The Crowded Finn, House had Crowded, a they had a thing like that. History it? repeats. By, by the way, that's Phil talking there, and I'm Gordon. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm Phil, and you're Gordon. Yeah, is that what it is? Isn't yeah. It? Oh, okay. Well, that's how it was when I woke up. This and the other bloke is Chris on the other side. That's right. Yeah. Right. Oh, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all here. We, and, we, and as Chris said, we'll be having a little bit of history repeating itself, just a little bit like Onion. But enough of the doom and gloom of that as being the topic. There was an event over the weekend that feeds into lots of little sub-stories. And the event was Christine Forster, the, the sister of... Mr Abbott. Tony Abbott. He attended her wedding with her gay partner. They'd been together for quite a long time, about 10 years. They'd been yeah. engaged for four years or something rather, and they had thought of getting married overseas in uh, one of the other countries where they could get married, and they decided that they would wait and see what happened. And, of course, her brother was... The most, ex-Jesuit. The, 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 yes, and he was most annoyed about the uh, same-sex marriage happened because he didn't want it to happen, yet he appeared all bright and shiny at his sister's wedding. I would have thought, hmm, okay. I guess one face isn't enough for all people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about oh, the two-face. <laughs> no, well, perhaps, perhaps when everybody went onto the dance floor, he could have been dancing backwards. Oh, we, yes. we weren't showing that. I was dancing backwards on the weekend. Now, why was this? Well, I, I went to the Seniors Dance Club, which is a wonderful, wonderful afternoon or evening, because sometimes they're in the evening and sometimes they're in the afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon. Can we not put seniors and the term weekend in the same sentence? Oh, okay. I hate, to th- hate the thought of a senior with a weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, they, but they had the Seniors Dance Club on Sunday. And it was very, it's a wonderful, wonderful way. It's very casual. Everybody's there. There's women and men. And, and it doesn't matter. There were young people there as well. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. It's at the Fitzroy Town Hall. It was a relaxed event, and it was a safe environment. Oh, very, very safe, yeah. And it's just such a pleasure to go out and talk to people and not have to worry about what you're doing. And everybody was dancing, and Beck, the leader of the dance 
part. She gets up on the stage and does the things that you're supposed to do while you're dancing and all the rest of it, just to lead people that don't know how. And it's just wonderful. And if I, I would recommend that anybody that's feeling a bit lonely to get along to, to the Seniors Dance Club. It's, uh, you, the way to find out what's happening is you go to the, uh, webs- or the Facebook or the website, All the Queen's Men. Is the is the peop, is the group that run this, and uh, Tristan is the fellow in charge who we've had in here at the studio, and it's it's a wonderful wonderful thing. The next one is the first Thursday in March, in the evening from five to seven thirty, and that will be on at the Fitzroy Town Hall as well. But there's there's supper, they supper provided, drinks provided, coffee, whatever you want. It's wow! A, just a wonderful wonderful way to to spend a couple of hours with people that are enjoying themselves. Is this dancing with a partner? You dance with a partner, and sometimes you dance by yourself. They do different things. They like uh, they do the nut bush. Everybody loves the nut bush. They all get up and do the nut bush, and, and then they do the macarena. And and but they do. Do they do the chicken dance? Oh, occasionally they've done that. Yeah, it's just for the hell of it. But uh, we it's had free range. Free range. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but they do progressive dances. So you're meeting everybody as they pass. In your through the through the system. Do you have you know? to wear your own ruby red slippers, or are they provided? No, if you've got some ruby red slippers, I'm sure they'd be will be welcome. You could wear them. Do you tap your heels together? If you tap your heels together, you, you, you might in, break your ankles. But, but you're not in Kansas anymore after no, you do that. That's right. <laughs> yes, but honestly, I can I can guarantee it's a, such a wonderful wonderful place to be. If you're a senior or even a junior, and you would like to go and meet people of like minded. Like us, like the rest of us are. Yeah. Sounds terrific. It's a great time. So combining those two concepts of dancing and weddings, uh, apparently there are, in other states, new fangled dance that- academies where people are taught how to dance backwards. I mean, same-sex couples are given the treatment so that when they have their wedding and the... They do the bridal waltz or the something. bridal waltz. Yes, well, yes. both partners can do it graciously yeah uh, but the, the the article in the paper sort of mentioned the place in brisbane who was a dance mm. studio and start teaching but we've got their own gay dance studio here in melbourne we do and they would teach you to do the um bridal waltz if you wanted to or do the well, waltz. i'm sure they teach you all the all the dances that's dance cats isn't it dance cats is the yeah. name of the yeah. mob and they would be able to teach you how to dance at your own wedding which you are now allowed to do hip hip hooray indeed <laughs> yes. have they not outlawed dancing no no i don't think they could outlaw dancing you know if they, there's an odd saying that if you dance well with someone you you you, you have very good um <clears throat> times in bed together. Oh, that's a that's vertical a, dancing and horizontal dancing. Yeah, that's right. Yes, oh, if you can, ah. if you have a very good, if you're a very good vertical dancer, you can be a very good horizontal dancer with the person you're dancing with. I'd better vertically. stop dancing with girls then. Get <laughs> <laughs> myself in all kinds of trouble. But it's amazing. It, 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 that's a very old saying because you you get into the rhythm of the way things work. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's well, when you get home and you haven't got the music and think, well, now what do we do? <laughs> Nature takes over, fella. Oh. <laughs> We need to remember an anniversary that happened on the 27th of January. It is the uh, opportunity for us to remember Holocaust Memorial Day. Remembering the victims of Holocaust, the Nazi persecution and subsequent genocides in Cambodia, Rwanda, Bosnia and Darfur. As well as those other more modern events, I think though that we as a gay community need to stand up 
and notice the persecution and recall the persecution that our community suffered at those occasions at the hands of hitler and his mob well, you know, in the in the in the in this uh, the camps yes you're right. a lot of times people are identified as being a minority group and therefore they've got to be brought back into line even like that indonesian province of Aceh, Aceh yeah. they're, they're with the sharia law they're getting a little bit aggressive for trans people and gay people mm-hmm. you know hitler and that mob the nazis they used the pink triangle on their prison suits on the clothing that the gay people had to wear and they were clearly identified for their sexuality and their gender Human nature is a funny thing because every now and again we do these dreadful things to our own people, to, to the people that are around us, you know. Pick, just Pick on the weakest. Yeah. But like, he was cleansing he Germany, was, wasn't Killing gays is so pointless because we're not a religion. We're not a belief system. We're actual people who are going to be born in the future hmm. as well as the ones that they've knocked off in the past. So by killing a generation... You don't prevent the future generations. So there's really no it, point at all. There's no point in, 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 in making martyrs or killing off the gay community because they, they don't breed, or, well, they didn't in those days, but we can do now because of the way things are working. Yeah, but straight people have gay children. Well, that, that's usually the thing. <laughs> so, well, yes, that's usually the thing. So they're the people that you... If you don't they, want to have gays, you've got to kill everybody. Every and, but in the words of a, an old Doritos ad, eat all the Doritos you want, we'll make more. Oh, it's the same with the gay community. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty well right, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we've got uh, Capital Cities here playing a little song called Safe and Sound. We hope you're safe and sound today, or tucked up in bed, or out on the walk, or listening to our podcast. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. Thanks for joining us. Some things happen too frequently, like birthdays. (laughs) They're getting more frequent. (laughs) They come around very quickly these days. But we sometimes keep making the same mistakes and we learn by our mistakes by repeating them and then realising that perhaps we have been doing the wrong thing and we should take more responsibility for our own actions, maybe. One of the things that keeps happening, however, in Australia during summer are bushfires. Yes, and they are tragic. Tasmania is not immune, although no, it's a cold, no, no. colder climate than mm, us. Mm. Um, well, oh. Victoria is the, one of the, and New South Wales are the main yeah. fire states, oh, aren't but they? South Australia as well, and mm. the West. Mm. Oh yes, it, yes. It, we've got all this native vegetation that With builds this oil up, it does. and it just spontaneously mm. combusts, mm. or mm. lightning starts it, or then the, you've got those terrible rascals that go along, mm. those idiots that go yeah. around, yes, doing it uh, deliberately. So. We've got this huge bonfire that's likely to take off. So far this year, though, Chris, we've been very, very lucky. We haven't had any fires in the bush here in Victoria. 
They've had some grass fires around the areas, yeah. but nothing really is as a big, huge thing that we normally get. You no, know? I, I think our last one was King Lake, King Lake, two thousand and eight or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, um, and and I read last week or something that a powerful owl has returned. Oh, right. Yeah. To that particular Area. part of the world. Yeah. yeah. But of um, course, it, you know, it's taken 10 years to recover. You've got to remember, of course, that the indigenous population used to do this deliberately. They what? would burn an area because oh, they knew it regenerated yeah. everything. They would do it deliberately, but they knew when to do it so that it was done probably before the main hot season came. You know, they probably did it in a cooler time so that they had control of it. Oh, so and then they'd move on to the next area where they'd stay for probably 10 years or so. And then onto another area after they burnt that one out. They used to work like in a triangle. But they do this today up in the northwest of the country. Yeah. Because my brother a few years ago was driving his family through there. Yeah. And they went through an area that was on fire. Hmm. And they stopped at the next town and said, you know, should we be reporting the fire? And they said, no, just let it go. Just let it go. That's what they're doing. They're yeah. doing it to... It, it, it's, it's a, the Australian bush regenerates through fire, which is the well, main thing. Well, the gum thing. trees propagate that, that way. That's right, yes. And a lot of other plants do as well. So what we've done is had the more, well, Western approach... Well, fuel reduction is a good idea, yeah. but we've basically said, oh, look, we'll just find better ways to put them out. Yeah. Whereas to a large degree, we should let them burn. And then where there's humanity, where somebody's living close to a fire-prone area, yeah. we need to reduce the fuel. That, yeah. So don't build your house next to that beautiful tree, which is going to explode on a 47-degree day and burn your house down. Or it's going to fall over and break, collapse your house, yes. Yeah. yes. So we've... We need to look to the past, to the historic past, yes, and learn live and let live, yeah. let the fires burn because they're doing a job, and not think, well, we're we're white man, we know best. We'll just put it out. We'll get bombers from the sky and yeah, yeah, all yeah. these sort of things. But see, the, the the indigenous people just knew when to burn, how to burn, and all the rest of it. Then they would I, move on. Gordon, I think that might be applied probably on the grasslands, but I don't know how the forests they would have been treated. But they probably didn't burn off in the middle of summer, which would be a thing. You know, they would probably burn off when there was, it was cooler, mm. and so it would keep control of it. They, they, they were very, they're a very clever race about living in this country. They're a hell of a lot cleverer than the, the, the interlopers who came and sort well, of settled. They've had the more practice than us. Yeah, a hell of a lot more practice. 60,000 you know? years. Yeah. So they knew how to work the country. Yeah, no, and, and it just it just annoys me that they mm. we don't take any notice of what they did. Well, maybe we will learn. But I th- was in Tasmania a while back, and it was so sad to see the uh, Mount Wellington behind mm-hmm. Hobart mm. with all these white sentinels, all these huge old tree trunks mm. that had been burnt out in 1938 or whereabouts, mm-hmm. and... They were still standing. They're very valuable habitat for wildlife, but the the rest of the forest hasn't yet grown tall enough, tall enough to, to, to to level it out again. Yeah, and this is what happens, of course, with the the animal life in those situations. Of course, have suffered greatly. Or the, the they you see the photos now when you see a fire with the kangaroos fleeing in front of it and the other slower animals sort of trying to keep in front of it, but it's almost impossible for them to do it because the fires go so fast because they get the winds behind them and the updrafts and all the rest of it, which causes them to just 
keep and the fires travel at the treetops and they go at the not necessarily yeah. at the ground yeah. level yeah. Yeah. in the canopy in exactly i love my technical words oh, <laughs> you're very good with them you're very good with them philip um, some other countries have actually learnt that our wonderful eucalypt trees are not so wonderful california for instance they they used to export gum trees to california and one of the nicest things to do was to go to the Presidio in San Francisco. Oh, yes. Which is the area near the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. After a rain or their thick fog. Yeah. And just breathe in that eucalyptus smell. And they had lots no. of gum trees on Angel Island, which is in San Francisco Bay. And just recently, I hear, they've taken out all these decades-old gum trees. Beautiful, huge Mm. What I consider, yeah. you know, the tree of home. Yeah, they've removed them all because they weren't American natives, and this oh, was be right, yes. the, the islanders class as a national park. Are they going to build a fence to stop everybody any foreign invasion? Are they? They would want to keep one man out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or for have a place to put him. Mm. Uh, so, nice, so what? Yeah. What I wonder was the native vegetation there? Um, not a lot. There didn't seem to be much. San Francisco Bay is not. A bit further the nicest place to grow anything. Yeah, but <laughs> it's bit, pretty a bit, cold. A bit further south, they've got those big um, trees in the re- those redwoods that are growing up, aren't they? That's a bit north, actually. Is it north of the San redwoods. Francisco? Yep. I thought they were. I thought we passed through them when we were driving up to. Oh, you must have been we, sitting upside down. Up near Carmel. They've no, got, they've, they've got some pretty big trees there, but the the huge ones are north oh, up in oh, the right, wine country. All yeah, oh, right, yeah, but I, I can remember seeing these huge trees in around Carmel and Monterey. Carmel's really. Hard to drive through because it's sticky and it's just melted sugar, basically. <laughs> That's caramel. No, they could they pronounce it caramel. They do, and the same with um, they leave the extra a out with with soldering. They call it soldering. Well, they say they just uh, alum- very strange pronunciations. They say aluminum. They don't say aluminium. That's right. Aluminum. But they spell aluminum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Get away from language back to fires. Yeah. No. Well, we've got to realise that the forests are the lungs. Of oh, the world, yeah, yeah. and burning the trees will allow them to regenerate generally mm. or the undergrowth. But devastation, just cutting down the forests for and the sake of money or palm oil, palm oil. Palm oil. That, that's what they're doing in Indonesia. Oh. All the kernels own the land and they're just cutting down they're the trees. Nuts. Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah, they're not, not kernels, they're nuts. But and they're cutting down the trees and planting palm oil trees. And palm oil is one of the worst things you can possibly grow, apparently, from what I read. Well, we shouldn't I, be buying products that use it. That's right. But we do that's because right. we, we're not informed. And you find it very difficult to find the ingredients of palm oil on any any label. Well, I don't know what the modern soap is, but palm olive would have been palm oil and olive oil. No, that was for your hand, palm olive. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't think olive appreciated that. As long as Popeye kept eating his spinach, yes. <laughs> Golly! Yeah, but it was just it just one of those things, you know. It's it's, it's the trees are a necessary part of the human habitation, and of course we we when we got into the country in Australia here, we cut so much of it down to make farmland so that they could grow wheat and grow sheep, run sheep. But the the vegetation in Australia has de- decreased, or I think it's about sixty percent or something rather. It has. Mm. Mm. Well, let's celebrate with Empire of the Sun. Oh, yes, I like this group. They're great. They're Australian. Yeah. A little bit odd in their dress and everything, but however. <laughs> Who cares?
find more Joycasts and show blogs, go to joy.org.au. You're with Chris Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. It's us little (laughs) people doing a little thing here. And we're bringing our own flavour of joy to you. We're all joy, joy, joy. In our little chat that just finished before the music, we were talking about human habits and the modern person and the modern society and its quest for destruction, it would seem. Mm, mm. Destruction of our environment and our seas. And we were greeted last week with all that wonderful news that recycling, as we know it, is uh, going to be a thing of the past soon. That's not a very good idea, I feel, because I think we're going to be in a deep lot of doo-doo by the time they don't our do own, anything. Of our, our own, own making. doo-doo. Mm. And one of the little things that's been annoying uh, the scientists has been the proliferation of microbeads mm-hmm. in society. They're little, little minuscule pieces of plastic yes. that are used for abrasive purposes in some of our cleaning things, some of our face or the the face scrubs and, and scrubs like and this. all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's entering the food chain, not at the top of the food chain, but at the very, very primal area. Yes, well, people, the, uh, animals are eating it out of, in, so if it's in the grass or somewhere, and then the fish are eating it because it's in the water, goes into the water, and then it comes back into us yeah. because we eat them that have been eating that, you know. Which is not very smart. So I I, I think, though, that we're going to have to be uh, thinking up new ways rather than exporting our rubbish to China to actually reuse or get some value out of products that we use at the end of life. I did read an article about uh, people saving, and so you can go almost rubbish-free, a rubbish-free lifestyle if you do the right thing, if you work shop properly, you know. When, when I go to a supermarket, I never put fruit and vegetables into plastic bags. But the worst thing that we have is not the supermarket stuff necessarily. It's the big items. The packaging. When you, when you, yeah, the packaging and the big items. When you get a TV set, you've got all that cardboard, all the polystyrene. Mm-hmm. All of these things are actually recyclable, but we've got to actually split it up a lot better than we're doing at the moment. But, but the worst thing with polystyrene, of course, is that they, you're not allowed to put that in your recycle bin. That is one of the things they say, do not put polystyrene in this bin. You can put it in the rubbish bin, so it, then it goes into landfill, but you can't, you're not supposed to put it in your recycle bin. Just on the subject of packaging, mm-hmm. because I'm witnessing this at the moment, there are apartments being built literally across the street from me. Mm-hmm. They're getting their appliances at the moment, and they're coming from Germany. I won't mention the brand, but they've got minimal packaging. It's like on the corners. Oh, just instead of being yep. like you buy your fridge and it's covered in cardboard and all this sort of stuff. Mm. This is the bare minimum, which I've been most impressed by. Wow! Yeah, but you can't. This is what you can do. This is what uh, companies can do. Use the bare minimum of packaging, but it's just it just. The over packaging and the over protecting things of stuff, and it's the way they package mm. fruit and th- well, food and stuff that you buy, you know, it's just unbelievable. Well, see, plastic has been used to take over from other materials, paper, to make life easier. But now we've got to undo a lot of those habits, mm. like glitter. Oh, I wear, I wear tons a... of that whenever I go out. And this sounds like an attack on our community. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but glitter, in fact, started out as being a product of a natural mineral. Yes. Yeah. However, it's been morphed into plastic. these micro beads. Yeah, plastics. Yeah. So that you can get a wider range of actual glitter colours. Mm, uh, mm. So if, in fact, those products were outlawed, then that what would, would the, be... What the gay community do at a party? We Excuse would have me. to go back to our original glitter. Using mica. Mica. We can't um, use mica. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> well, it'd be pretty heavy to throw up M-I-C-A oh. is the natural material that... That does glitter when it's, when it's yeah. very, very finely um, crushed. Oh, yeah. so that's my train pass. Yeah, uh, you're oh, no, that's my key. Yeah, that's my key. Oh, not all these similar car. words. <laughs> but... Even the pearl shell from the old... Oh, sweet mother of pearl. <laughs> that we used to make buttons out of. That's right, yes. Or pearl abalone. Mm. There's a little layer there that is glittery. Glittery. Perhaps there could be a new industry making that as a source of glitter for us to throw around. Yeah, because well, if I can just stand up for the poor abalone, <laughs> they're being fished out and they're very much protected. But, so. but, but, the, but the thing with that um, pearl shell, as you say, once upon a time it was used for making buttons, but now it's all plastic buttons, so you yeah. don't get those pearl shell buttons anymore, which is a problem. So, um, you know, they could be using that rather than um, plastics. And plastics are made basically from oil, aren't they, Phil? Petroleum. Yeah, oh, we've got plenty of oil. Oh, yeah? And that hasn't posed any problems historically, has it? But no, no, no. The scientists have now got to work out how to convert the plastic back, back into mm. another product that mm. can be used. Well, there's a lot of park benches around town which are recycled tyres. Recycled yeah. tyres, recycled plastic. Yeah, and there's plastic. a road in China allegedly made out of old Robbie Williams records. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, don't. They, oh. they pulped them and they turned them into roadways. No, 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 look, please. I think they could Can do... Can I just throw in here the fact that on the 13th of February, uh, Robbie Williams is having a birthday. Because he was born in 1961. Uh, but... Isn't that old? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> but they, oh, stop that, Philip. But that's it was, naughty. It wasn't only Robbie Williams that they mangled. They mangled everybody of, uh, who didn't sell the records if the... If the record company produced too many, they would just sell them to China. They mangle them and put them down as road surfacing. Well, I only heard about Robbie Williams. <laughs> that's all I can. That's all I'm qualified to say. No, well, what they're doing with glass is crushing it into fine dust and then putting that in road mix. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's doing. Is strengthening it? I don't yeah, know whether it's probably, making it glittery. It's probably it's not even glittery. I think it would be a bit like um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the, the small metal that they put into road mixes is a there's aggregate, aggregate aggregate yes but that's usually just stone that's stone but i think see glass is something that doesn't sort of break down at all well it it can be with heat mm. but it is very easily molten. recycled yeah yeah in yeah. fact in the old days or when westgate but, bridge but, opened you could see green mountains and brown mountains right, and right, white mountains of, of, of recycled glass. Yeah, glass. Yeah. But I, I, I want to know why Australia has never gone into some company, has never built a recycling um, factory like they have in Germany, for instance. There's one place in Germany, I've seen it on the television, where it sorts everything out and everything is then recycled and made into something else. Well, you see, that is a habit that came out of World War Two, yeah. when all materials were scarce and whatever was knocked down during the war was then sorted out and anything that was of reuse could be hmm. reused. America and have a similar system. 
It's called Judge Judy. You go to her and she will sort anything out. <laughs> Not a problem. Well, see, I, I walked past the other day, past that new hole in the ground that's in Swanson Street where the new underground railway station is going. Yeah. They've, they're so deep down there. But when I walked past, the whole hole was filled with the reinforcement that goes in concrete, that steel reinforcement. The yeah. rebar. Well, that could be re, um, you know, it could be smelted down again, put back in and turned into liquid. Well, we don't again. have many smelters left, do we? We don't have that. You see, this is all these things happen. But we, there is an Indian man who's going to take over the Wyala facilities and get that going again. Is he? Yeah. Mm. Not the one that's going to build the coal mine. No, not oh, Mr. Adani. Oh, no good. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the problem. We could recycle here. But we've well, done India's nothing about doing it. Well, India's got a very good it. habit already of taking all the old shipping and breaking it down into mm. small little pieces of metal that can be re It just turned out to be a boom industry for children. Yes. What? The for children, various documentaries I've seen, little kids pulling oh. boats apart. Mm. Oh. Mm. So nothing's perfect. <laughs> Definitely there, not. There's something happens with each one of these things that happen, but it's just... You know, but we should be recycling. We should be looking after it ourselves, not bothering about sending it off to China. Because we've got plenty of plenty of open space to build a bloody well, factory, for God's sake. There, there must be solutions, and if we haven't got current solutions, and they we've could, got to invent some. And they and could invent it. They could put it into recyclable, uh, renewable energy things, so that they didn't have to worry about the power. There's or you could burn it and generate electricity from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lots of lots of air pollution. Mm. Lots of air pollution is happening uh, as from yesterday in Canberra. Oh, oh yes, it's resetting again. That's hot air, though. That's <laughs> only that's all hot air, and we can't tap it. <laughs> you can't, can't tap put all it that. To use. That re- re- oh. re- reusable, recyclable, non non whatever. It's energy. going to be a very interesting twelve months ahead. So many problems having been created by the dual citizenship. Oh, uh, we're going to have be having state elections well, and the federal election, maybe. South Australia, Tasmania's coming up. Then, a, then South Australia, then Victoria, all this year, and then if the but they did say that the federal government would be um, very loath to go to an early election at the moment. They, they need as long a break as, long as, they, break can as they can get. Yeah, I wanted to open a waffle shop in Canberra, but they said it wasn't necessary. <laughs> well, enough waffle. <laughs> There's enough already. waffle already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a funny lad. Yeah, there. but um, I, we had um, we had uh, the member, my member for federal parliament here at Joy on. The weekend, Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson, yes, yes, yes. Mr. Tim Wilson talking about his him who what yeah, uh, him what proposed to his husband to be yes. yeah, in Parliament. Uh, yes. Well, that was the first. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. something that, that happens uh, with a less frequency uh, that is also actually referred to in our activities in Parliament is the royalty, the. Well, British royalty that we've had, we've still got, and of course, uh, was back in 1952, wasn't it? The 5th of... Uh, 5th 6th of June, 6th of, 6th, of February, 6th of February, when King George VI died and um, Elizabeth became the Queen. Now, she's been on the throne for oh. 65 years. Oh, I hope, hope something moves eventually. <laughs> <laughs> did you try s- prunes? <laughs> did you see her on the TV? Though? No, I've recorded it okay, because I was well, I was I watching. Won't, I won't tell you the the pitch line there. All right, you can't have a spoiler alert on something that happened all those years ago. <laughs> yeah, but um, but uh, there's some elements of the pageantry that are 
delicious. They're useless. They're, they're only symbolic, but it, it's part of the glue that holds government and the state yeah. together. And this is where the British do it so well with those pageants and all the rest of it. They're, when you look at the coaches when they're, all the gold is gleaming and all the men walking along with all their beautiful... All the uh, pomp and circumstance. The pomp Can and I circumstance. offer the opposite mm. that... Look at what the U.S. is doing at the moment. They're crucifying the position of president of the U.S. with the current incumbent, in my humble opinion. Yeah, but sometimes he deserves it, what he says. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're, they're crueling their own history. Oh, yeah. Well, it, 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 it's like... But- all the empires, though, you know, because you had the Roman Empire that failed, the British Empire is shrinking, and now the American Empire is shrinking. But this is the system at work. Hmm. Anybody hmm. born in America can grow up to be president. What we have right now is dismal proof of that. <laughs> to be president, you need to be born in America, which is what Mr. Trump was trying to say about Mr. Obama, that he was born in Kenya, which was... That's which is stupid, because he was born... Kenya's never been in Hawaii. He was born in Hawaii, yeah. But <laughs> you see, then we have the trouble with dual citizenship, which is um, you can be born in Australia, which makes you an Australian, but if you want to stand for Parliament, you can't have a parent that came from another country. To me, it's absolutely stupid, totally and utterly. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Gordon. Yeah. Your turn to talk. Am I turn to talk? Have you got a big brother? Oh, yeah, I, no, I did have one, but he's passed away, oh. so, that's, that, so I don't have a big brother anymore. But um, I, I just wanted to mention that our... Wonderful Courtney Act, uh, this wonderful Australian drag superstar, uh, won the Celebrity Big Brother in uh, England over the weekend, uh, just on the weekend, yes. Uh, It came through on the Gay Google News, which I get, and they had a a, um, little video of of the announcement of the winner, and she was sitting there with uh, Amanda Muggleton. Um, who is a, a pretty doer-looking woman, and um, they were wondering who was going to win it. And Amanda said, well, look, I do hope you win it, dear. You look gorgeous sort of thing, you know. And then they, they, they went on and on with a drum roll. I think the drum roll went for about three minutes. That's well, how these shows yeah, but, fill but, in and the then hour. They said, and the winner is, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, uh, Courtney Act, you know, and, and Courtney was very... I think she sort of knew she was going to win it, but um, and then they, they, Amanda had to walk out, and she said, "Good luck, darling." She said <laughs> to to Courtney Acton. Courtney was very charming. But he is very pretty. Oh yes, 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 and and he was very good the way he did it. He was very he was very nice and all the rest of it. But of course, when he went into the what's uh, to the Big Brother house, he was wearing a long sort of dress skirty thing and he walked past somewhere it got caught in part of the um balustrading or something rather than ripped his skirt off and he was sort of bur- virtually left standing in his undies that's one way to get popular yeah well i <laughs> guess it is but he had to p- turn around pick it up and tie the skirt around him and he got a bit further on and the same thing happened it fell off again sort of thing so poor poor courtney going into the thing didn't have a very good entry but she had a great exit but he had a very good start to his career on Australian Idol because oh, yeah, he, he competed as, as himself, himself as male yeah. and female yeah. and he won and as the a female. female got through yeah <laughs> that's right and then he, of course he was very big on um, RuPaul Drag Show but Drag Race the RuPaul Drag Race in America he was very very popular on that as well so good luck to um, Courtney Act yeah yeah 
So anyhow, and of course, they've got some few birthdays coming up this well, week too, haven't we? Well, we've just mentioned Robbie Williams having one on the 13th of February, but uh, Peter Allen on the 10th of February, 1944. Oh, great He was born, um, indeed, singer-songwriter, entertainer, died on the 18th of June, 1992, mm. mm-hmm. but he is uh, the man who uh, popularised I Go to Rio as a song. Never been there. No. <laughs> but you feel like you have because of the song. There's the song, yeah. Well, was he born with glitter? Well, oh, he did have a lot of glitter in his shows, I can tell you, because he appeared at the Palais Theatre for about 10 nights while I was working there, and we oh, saw him every night. You wouldn't want to sweep up after that. Oh, and he was just brilliant every night. He just gave 110 performances percent of his um, But he thing. also wrote our second anthem. national anthem, mm, I Still I Call still Australia call Home. Australia home. Mm, mm. But the other one is the other one that I really like too is it, it's only a song. They're both only songs. They're not anthems. As the uh, um, we are Australian, that that is a very good song that the Seekers sang. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. and that's the one they sang in Parliament House when they passed the vote, mm. the yes vote. Yeah. Now that was uh, it's interesting that you can actually have anthems that bring a lump to the throat, a tear mm. to the mm. eye, mm. and it shows how effective they are if they keep doing that. Each time they're repeated. There's another. I was reading the paper the other day that the uh, Canadian um, government had been um, castigated uh, quite a bit because they have said um, our son. There's a line that says our sons and something or other. Yeah. And he said now they've changed it to we are us. Oh, they've changed the word from son to us. Gender neutral. Gender now. neutral now. Yes. And yeah. the people are very. Some of the people are very very annoyed because they said. The sons refer to the people that were lost at the war or something or other. And anyhow, yeah, but they, they've had a big discussion over it in Canada. But they, uh, they could write a letter and their mail carrier will take it for them. Yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> not but the mailman, not the mail carrier. Yeah, but uh, but does, the that's posting. the thing is, you see, we really need to get a proper anthem because um, the, our song is not a really an, really real anthem. We need a song without Gert. <laughs> oh, what what will Gert say if she gets dropped? Well. That's giggling Gertie. She'll, she'll laugh it off. <laughs> oh, will she? Right, okay. But we're Gert by sea. Yeah, but that's, the, see, the, the whole thing is that it's really not an anthem. It's only a song. Mm. But you don't want something like the American anthem. Let's, oh, yeah, go. we're rockets, well, red flares. There, there are two great anthems, three that I really like. One's, one's Le, the Marseillais from France, but, which is so great. Then there's the Canadian one. The Canadian one is, Oh Canada is a great anthem. And New Zealand. New Zealand have a lovely anthem. It is a beautiful, beautiful anthem. Well, I think the French one was actually... A war song. It was to... It, it was the, yeah. the the people versus... That's right. Those arms, those arms. To, to yeah. arms, to arms. Let's kill the buggers. Yes, this is what, <laughs> that's what they're singing, basically singing about. Well, before a football match, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it is one of the great anthems. Yeah. Uh, on the 8th of February, 1931, I know that's almost... Last century. Well, it is the middle of the last century. Before the middle Uh, of the last century, excuse me. James Dean, the US actor, was born Mm -hmm. and he died in 1955. He was only Um, about 23, 24 when he died, wasn't he? He was. What was the name of the film? East of Eden. Rebel. Rebel Without Without a Clause. With a clue. (laughs) It was called Rebel Without a Clause, but it was Rebel Without a Clue. (laughs) He was not very rebellious. He was 24 when he died, and I don't know that... All right, let me talk it in a positive way. I think he was a very good example of guys 
not quite mature at that age of 24. Well, he was, he, I think he was more, he was basically, basically bisexual because he was having an affair with one guy yeah. while he, when, when he, when he, um, when he died. But okay, that's was, one point. Yeah, but he was a very good, and he didn't, he, he reached the point of his acting career in the other one, East of Eden, when he was a the, the troubled sort of bloke in that, and that was a very good movie. He managed to do that without too much struggle. Mm, Sounds um, like he, that was him to a yeah, T. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that was the other thing. He popularised the white T-shirt with the blue jeans. Oh, God, yes. That was become a uniform. Everybody had the white T-shirt, the blue jeans. And yes. somewhat ironically, a few weeks before he died in a car accident, he did a CSA... A community safety, service yeah. announcement for road safety. That's right, yes. Did he? And two oh, weeks later, he killed himself. Yes. yes. Yeah. In his Porsche. Mm. But see, that age, it's, it's, I guess teenagers now are more in that mindset that I can't conceive myself of dying. Well, when you're that age, you're immortal. Mm. You, you, you're immortal. You've got your whole life in front of you, so you are immortal. But it's sounding a bit rough, though. I honestly believe he's known now and he's famous now because he died young. Well, they all are. Look at look at mm. the all the singers that died young, and they're so famous. Yeah, you know, because if they'd been left to sustain a career, let's use Elton John as an example. Yeah, he's had hits in every decade. That's right. And he can sustain his work now, although he's announced his retirement. Yep, from but, touring, um, only from touring. He's yeah. still not. He still do recordings, but he's not going to tour. But yeah, I have a feeling if James Dean had lived to be a certain age, we would just let him fade away. Well, he may have finished up like Anthony Perkins, you know, who was a very good-looking young man well, who was gay as all get out. Yeah, but he turned psycho on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I hear, see a violin anywhere near a bathroom, I'm not going in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for us to draw a close to yes, this Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks very much for being with us. Yes, and I hope you have another great week. And, and, and we'll say good night from me. Good night for him, him. And bye-bye for me. <laughs> Thanks, we'll cop you later. Bye. Yep, bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy94.9. Support Joy94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.